honoring people is the answer to many of the societal issues that we're facing today. I mean, if we were to speak words of life and only words of life and only words of honor over people, it wouldn't matter their gender. It wouldn't matter the color of their skin because it doesn't matter to God. And so for us, if we could just grasp that, that every person, it says he made them in his image, male and female. And there wasn't a designated color. There wasn't one skin color designated that day. But it was the male, the female, the human that Mm -hmm. he made in his image. And, And if that were to ever get into our heart, that would answer the questions and the the sins of the abuse that we heap on people because of their gender, because of the color of their skin, because of whatever it is that we think we have the right to do that. So what a, what a difference, like you said, what a difference the world would look like. If God said, and all creation came into being, how much more, if we say God's word to those around us, will their lives change and become beautiful? It'll change hearts, it'll change minds, it'll change circumstances, it'll heal hurts, it'll heal bodies, it'll heal minds. It's powerful. If it can make creation, and if it can create the universe and stretch out the heavens, how much more can it change the way my heart's feeling? Then God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Are you a seeker? Believer? Doubter or philosopher? Are you church-weary and disillusioned? Or Jesus-loving and digging deeper? This church welcomes you all. Join siblings, Ben and Joanna Church, your hosts for the I Will Be Your Church podcast, a daily discovery of the realm of God. Grow strong in the truth of God's presence and love so that you can say to your families, friends, co-workers, and social media worlds, I will be your church. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. Then God said, let there be a space between the waters to separate the waters of the heavens from the waters of the earth. Then God said, let the waters beneath the sky flow together into one place so that dry ground may appear. That is what happened. Then God said, let lights appear in the sky to separate the day from the night. Let them be signs to mark the seasons, days, and years. Then God said, let the waters swarm with fish and other life. Then God said, let the earth produce every sort of animal. Then God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Genesis. You have been created in the image of God. What does that even mean? What does that suggest? 
to me, it suggests you've been created with wisdom and creativity and power in our words to create the world around us. It shows us this possibility of living in two dimensions at once, the spiritual and the physical, the realms of the heavens and the realms of the earth. Ben, what does it mean to you? To me, it means that we're like God, that we're an off, his offspring. And it also suggests to me that this world is a fallen place. So think about it. If we're in the image of God, yet we see evil in the world and we see destruction and death. And I think intrinsically, we all know that's not right. Like there's something that's cursed upon the human race. We know that death is not a good thing. We're all striving to live forever. We know that sickness is not right. We're trying to seek out ways to remedy every illness and malady that there is. Another thing we have to remember too about the Old Testament is that we need the New Testament in order to properly understand the Old Testament and vice versa. But for this scripture, how we're created in the image of God, I also remember the scripture in 1 Corinthians 13, verse 12. The Apostle Paul says, For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know even as I also am known. That's King James Version. But if we you know, talk in modern English, now we're looking through a mirror, but dimly. It's like a clouded mirror. So we know that the state of this creation that God created that was good, that was perfect, and man and woman were perfect in his image, and now that we're not, that's confirmed by the Apostle Paul. He says we're looking through a glass dimly or darkly, but then when perfection comes, that scripture specifically, specifically meaning when we are standing before Jesus face to face, because it even says right there, when we're seeing Jesus face to face. Now we know in part, but then shall I know even as also I am known. It's referring to us being face to face with the Lord Jesus Christ. But God created this world to be perfect, a paradise, and it's not. Now, there's obviously certain aspects of creation that are awesome, wonderful. There's aspects of humanity, right, that are beautiful, awesome, like artists musicians, you know, all these wonderful things that we appreciate about creation and about each other. Yet look at the fallen side of it. We know that this planet is not what God designed it to be, nor is humanity. And so that's what I'm really reminded of. When I, when I read that first portion of Genesis, seeing what God created, seeing what he destined it for, and then understanding just as importantly that humans fell because there's an evil entity and force within this creation for whatever reason, you know, that's a different matter to talk about one day. There is an adversary to our souls and we surrendered to him at one point and it ruined creation for a while, not permanently though. I think too, what is amazing though about all of that is the, as you said, the glimpses we still get to see mm -hmm. of that beauty of creation and the potential of humanity. 
and uh, the great good. I think in this world right now, there's so much emphasis on the great bad that mm-hmm. humans are capable of. And no, make no mistake, it is humans who are making those choices for the bad and bringing bad into this world that has been given to us. But that's what we focus on and we don't have to because there is also the great good that humanity is capable of and the great beauty that is inside of us that we're, that we're capable of creating and being able to see those glimpses, I think is just the grace and mercy of God um, that we're able to see that and able to experience every once in a while. You just, it's like that uh, the glass clears up, the mirror undims and we get that beautiful glimpse of something that is glorious and we can feel it and, and sense it in our spirits that that's what we're longing for. Mm-hmm. That's what we're heading for. And, and that's something beautiful to look for in this world. I think that's why the Apostle Paul in that scripture, that is a glass in the King James Version, but it's really referring to, you know, a looking glass is, would have been how they called it in those days. Now we call it a mirror, right? But not every human being can say that they can look in the mirror of God. They can appreciate beauty. You know, they can appreciate nature. They can appreciate the wonderful things that this world has to offer. Almost like a a tease. Correct. And we talked about that in another episode about in Romans 1, how it talks about all nature is a witness unto God. But the beauty of what God is calling us to as we are being reconciled unto him is that he presents a mirror that we can behold. And even though it's a dark mirror, even though it's an unperfected mirror, yet we get a look into who he is and it's reflected into us. And there's another scripture that says, then then we are then changed. We are changed into the image that we see. Why wouldn't you want that? Why wouldn't you want that? Because if, if nature by itself gives us some awesome things to behold and experience, why wouldn't you want then to go one step farther and experience the creator of that nature and that beauty? Right. And to behold him. And then not only that, but be changed and become like him. And so all the negative things that you see in creation, also in yourself and in, in all of humanity, those things can fall away. And only the good remains. And, and, and that is a progressive thing until the very day that we stand before him. And then that glass is removed and we see face to face. That is what I want to work towards. Which sort of segues into another aspect of that scripture that I want to touch on. God said, mm-hmm. he created with his words. And then he made us in his image and told us to go and fill the earth with our words and our creation and procreation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even the world and science shows the profound impact and power that are in our spoken words. Mm-hmm. Scientific studies actually show that positive and negative words not only affect us on a deep psychological level, but they have a significant impact on the outcome of our lives. Words have an impact on the outcome of our lives. And our words not only create our lives, but can contribute to the building up or the tearing down of other people's lives. 
Even plant life and animals respond to the power of our words. And I just think, you know, talking about that, we see in part, we're, we're, we're getting glimpses, we're getting the, the shadow, we're getting the dim, but even in the dim, there's power still in our words because of being created in the image of God. And that's true of all humans. It, whether you're filled with the spirit of God as a new creation or not, there's power in your words mm-hmm. that, because, that, because you were still created in his image. And isn't that argue, something? I would argue that words are the most powerful thing on this planet. We think of our physical yeah. strength. We think of our ingenuity. Uh, and we can build things, but it's, it's words that it's communicated through. Look at the feats of skyscrapers that we've made in this land hmm. or even across the world, right? Obviously, manual labors produce that. Engineering has designed it. But what brought all that together? Communication, words. Yeah. So words have really created everything that we see. Just as words created everything that God saw in his heart before, words created it. Now, obviously, there's forces involved and all those, you know, all the materials that God used to put all that together. But words was the initiative. And so that's the same thing in our lives. The words are the most powerful thing on this planet. And there's a lot of Christians who fight against that concept. And then there's also a lot of Christians who take it to some far extreme to what it's you know not meant to be. But what about in the middle there, the balance of words being the most powerful thing and they create or they destroy? As it says in the Bible, life and death are mm-hmm. in the power of the tongue. Yeah, it's in Proverbs. So life and death in the power of the tongue. And I would actually say, you know, again, it's sort of interesting, not just believers, but unbelievers, atheists, you know, sort of scoff at the idea that God created with words. Mm -hmm. And yet science says that our words have actual impact on the realm around us. It has, they have impact on cells in animals in plants, in ourselves. And so, you know, to scoff at the idea that that God could create out of words, that his words, those things we can't see, created things that we can see, it actually bears out in us and in how our words affect the world around us. Well, you take that to the self-help movement. Joanna, there's millions of people around the world who are putting that into practice in a secular way and getting awesome results. That's right. Awesome. Yeah. And then on the opposite, look at the trolls, you might say, or the the haters, so-called haters, you know, who are using words to destroy and to corrupt and to demean and whatever. They're having a huge impact on the world around them. So that we see it. So, and if, and if some Christians are saying, well, that's a, that's a counterfeit. Well, to have a counterfeit, you have to have the original, the original purpose for something. (laughs) That's right. That's spoken that, that actually gets results in a godly way, in a spiritual way that's then twisted to be used in a negative or worldly way. So there can't be a counterfeit unless there's an original. 
great point. It's actually sometimes I feel disgusting <laughs> the way that we take something that's been given to us as a as a gift. The power of the words that we have is such a gift. And the way that we take them and pervert them and use them for destruction and use them to tear people down, uh, that's just not what we were created to do with them. Just as he did, where he just, he just kept speaking beauty after beauty after beauty to create this outstanding universe that we are a part of. That's what we have. That's what's been given to us. And to pervert it the way that we have is sad, but it's what we're trying to do though. Let's reclaim the power of good words and powerful words and life-giving words and affirming words, you know, not just for ourselves, but for the people around us. Yeah, for all those around us. Just think if you took God's word and made them your words. Let's say you spent a year of your life correcting what you think, what you believe, lining it up with God's word, and then just speaking it. I read a book once, I can't remember the exact title, but it was something to the effect of Jesus's words in my mouth. I think you actually gave me the book. But what if we took the words of Jesus and made them our words? I don't even think Christianity is ready for that person. You know, (laughs) I, I bet we would probably be called a heretic because they're not ready for someone to actually speak the words of God. And I'm not saying like some, you know, prophetic out there word in addition to the scripture. I'm talking just the Bible. Just you repeating just, Jesus's words. <laughs> exactly. You know, the world's not, the world would condemn that person. And I believe most of the body of Christ would condemn that person also because they're not ready. You know why? Because it would shine light on them. It would shine light on me. And I can guarantee that because I've had people in my life when I've spoken the wrong thing, hold, hold me accountable and say, yeah hey, that is not what God says about something. And it shames me in a sense. It puts me in my place. It corrects me. It rebukes me. But then on the other hand, it encourages me and builds me up and gives me something to work towards and live towards a higher call. If we all did that, could you imagine what a different world that would be? A world of love, of compassion, a world where we reach out to people and speak truth and life and peace to them, speak health and healing to them, uh, where we can turn the other cheek and yet show forth the love and power of God. Now that's a world I would love to live in. Yeah. And that's I, that's the world we were meant to live in. Mm-hmm. That's what the world was created for us. And we've taken it and turned it into something less. Yep. The other night I was uh, at a friend's house. We were doing some haircuts on little guys. And I was just sharing a, a struggle I had in my life while I was given a haircut and another brother was there. This is a dear brother. He just, we just stopped. And he's like, I'm going to pray for you. Everybody grabbed me and, you know, they're all going to pray for me. And, and he related a story that we had at the altar at church one day, just something I had said to him and how it really spurred some healing in his life and some freedom in his life. And, and he was just sharing that appreciation and that love and thankfulness And then I was even more appreciative and thankful of him. And it was just kind of like this love fest of back and forth, showing honor to one another, appreciation, love, compassion, encouraging. I mean, it was like a time in the presence of the Lord. And I thought that to myself, it reminded me of in the book, the Narnia books. You remember when all the kids grew up and they all became kings and queens 
and the yeah. reverence they had for one another, even though they were all equal kings and queens, and even though I think Peter was the the head king or whatever, they all had honor and respect and appreciation for one another as equals. And they never looked down on one another and they never talked bad, but they they held each other in high esteem. Then I was remembered of that scripture where it says, think of others more highly than yourself. And that's a goal for me. If I can live in this world and think of others around me as higher than myself and more important than what I want, and how can I help them achieve what God has for them? If we all did that as Christians, this world would change within one year. It would be a drastically different place. Honoring people is the answer to many of the societal issues that we're facing today. I mean, if we were to speak words of life and only words of life and only words of honor over people, it wouldn't matter their gender. It wouldn't matter the color of their skin because it doesn't matter to God. And so for us, if we could just grasp that, that every person, it says he made them in his image, male and female. And there wasn't a designated color. There wasn't one skin color designated that day. But it was the male, the female, the human that Mm -hmm. he made in his image. And, And if that were to ever get into our heart, that would answer the questions and the the sins of the abuse that we heap on people because of their gender, because of the color of their skin, because of whatever it is that we think we have the right to do that. So what a what a difference, like you said, what a difference the world would look like. If God said, and all creation came into being, how much more if we say God's word to those around us, will their lives change and become beautiful? It'll change hearts, it'll change minds, it'll change circumstances, it'll heal hurts, it'll heal bodies, it'll heal minds. It's powerful. If it can make creation, and if it can create the universe and stretch out the heavens, how much more can it change the way my heart's feeling? Absolutely. Or change my economic situation, or change the way people are abusing me, or discriminating against me. If we, being God's word to those around us, start speaking the truth in love, it's going to change the world around us, and it's going to become more like God. It's going to become more like heaven on earth. Now, obviously, the earth isn't going to be become like heaven until Jesus returns and sets this thing up. But we can have pockets of it. We can experience a taste of it. That's you can start in your world. Yeah. Right. I think sometimes we get overwhelmed thinking we have to, I've got to impact the whole world. But if we just started impacting our spouses, yeah. our children, our parents, our close friends, our co workers, yeah. then that's exactly it. Pockets would start popping up everywhere. And instead of the goodness being the outlier from those pockets of badness, it would be the opposite, where the bad things, the bad thoughts, the bad words, the bad people, they are the outliers to this nope. beautiful pocket of goodness and, and beauty and God images. Wow, what, what would the world look like? Which is why we're talking about it today. Right. Because we've been made in his image. We've been given that powerful gift of creative words. So as you go about your day today, meditate on this beautiful thought that you are made in the image of the creator of the universe, which means 
you have power and purpose and creativity inside of you purpose in your heart today that you're going to speak words of life and love and acceptance and purpose over your own life and the lives of the people God has put into your life. Well, my prayer blessing for you today is that you would respond to the heart of God towards you through the cross of Jesus Christ. He loves you. He wants you to be reconciled to him today that you would repent of evil ways and that you would just turn towards the Lord Jesus Christ. He'll change you if you just turn towards him and that you would embrace the power of the Holy Spirit and the truth of God's word, that you would be a doer of the word and of God's will in your life every day. So go out there and do it. If you feel blessed by the I Will Be Your Church podcast, please subscribe so you never miss a day. And then, share it with your friends. Check out our website, IWillBeYourChurch.com, to learn more about us, check out Ben's blog, connect with us on social media, and become part of this church family movement.